Hello, my loves. What is up? Welcome back to another episode of So I Got My BFA. I've decided to do something new with my intro and have a little bit of fun with it and (laughs) do like a different inflection every time. I don't know. It feels like an acting exercise, which feels really appropriate for this podcast, but I've been getting kind of tired of the, the like whole, so I got my BFA. So I wanted to like play around with inflections and maybe I'll do a different one every time. But today it's, so I got my BFA. You're welcome for that 30 second interlude of my intro, but back to it. My name is Kelsey and this is a podcast where I talk about all the things that I feel qualified to talk about because I have a BFA in musical theater. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for continuing to listen to this podcast every week. I have so much fun making it. And if you guys could leave me a rating or review, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, that really helps me out and it allows me to connect to you guys in a way that I'm not able to because I'm talking to myself right now. I love to hear from you guys. So and that really helps me out. Let's get into the podcast. I'm just talking, babbling. This is what you came here for, isn't it? Guys, we have survived. Week one of 2021 is over. I wouldn't say that it's the best start to a year, but from experience, things can only go up. So um, let's keep our hopes high for what is to come in 2021 and let's not judge it based on the first week of the new year. Am I right, kids? I mean, I'm just here to like inspire positivity (laughs) in all of my listeners. Guys, I'm so excited. I have booked a flight back to New York. I was only here for the holidays, so I'm going back on next Tuesday, actually, the 12th, and I'm really excited to get back in the swing of things. This time, it's like I don't have to worry about whether or not I'm going to be coming home for Christmas, and so I can like really hit the ground running and start looking for a job, like a normal person survival job until theater opens back up. And honestly, I am so excited to like start working. I don't even know why I've never heard anyone say that in their lives. I don't know. I just like am excited to like start doing something that isn't just sitting in my bed and watching Netflix all day. But I'm excited to get back. There's a, like a lot. There's like a whole process that I have to go through. I have to get a COVID test here. And then once I get to New York, I have to quarantine for three days and then I have to get another COVID test. So like, it's a long process to get back to New York, but like, it's all worth it. You know, that's just, you know, kind of the world we're living in right now. So, but I'm very excited to go back and see my roommate, Genevieve, love her, miss her, shout out. You guys know her. She's been on so many podcasts. So like, go check her out in my past podcast if you haven't, but yeah, I'm just really excited to be back home as I like to call it because it is now it's it's kind of weird to say that because when you go there to call for college for four years and then you actually move there it's, it's like officially home like you're not I'm not living with my parents anymore I'm actually living in New York super cool anyway sidetracked but speaking of watching Netflix what a good segue Kelsey it's great guys it's literally I'm not even kidding it's 11 o'clock at night it feels as though I've just consumed about four cups of coffee I don't know why I just have a lot of energy so get ready for this podcast because here we go (laughs) but speaking of Netflix the segue I have started a new show I have started Schitt's Creek And I'm allowed to say that on this family-friendly podcast because that's the title. And it's spelled S-C-H-I-T-T-S. So I'm allowed to say it. But guys, I think it's so funny and it's so good. And honestly, I was a little hesitant about it at the beginning because it is like, I mean, it's basically like a 30-minute sitcom type of show. Like, I mean, it's not really a sitcom, but 
you guys know what I'm talking about. I tend to like not find myself liking those types of shows just because like sometimes the humor, like I think of it, like I compare it to the office or like parks and rec. And like, those aren't my favorite TV shows just because like, I don't really relate to that humor. I'm very like sarcastic, like witty type of humor. That's why I love Gilmore girls. Sometimes because like the banter between Lorelai and Emily just like really makes me laugh. And if I'm going to sit down and watch like a comedic show, that's the kind of comedy I want. Like that's like super sarcastic, but I, that's not everyone's cup of tea. So I was very hesitant about the show when I first started watching it because it felt very much like the type of humor that is in like the office or parks and rec. But I've just like continued to watch it and have become obsessed with it. My favorite character is, oh, this is hard actually, because they're all kind of good in their own ways. It's just so fun to watch all the different characters because they're so different from each other, like even within the family, like all the four personalities and then like throw Stevie into the mix. I would, I like want to say Stevie is my favorite character, but like I can't like do my girl Alexis like that. Like I love Alexis in the show as well. And David is also great and Moira. And you know what? I just really love all the characters. So there I said it. But um, that has been my binge of this week. I really need some book recommendations because I really want to start reading more because like my reading has just been like slacking guys and I'm like I'm really trying to get back into it I need some book recommendations so like if you follow me on Instagram DM me some book recommendations I guess um that would be cool and yeah that was really my week it's been um kind of laid back kind of chilled oh I door dashed a lot I'm a door dasher it's my side hustle really only when I'm in White Oak because I don't can't really do it in New York. I don't have a car, but yeah, I've been door dashing. So door dashing, Schitt's Creek, and you know, trying to figure out how to get COVID tests in Texas. That's been my week. So uh, let's go ahead and get into my weekly obsessions. My first weekly obsession is okay. It's like a specific TikTok, but like I just have to give TikTok a shout out. It has been getting me through lately. Like I will just stay up at night sometimes and just like scroll through TikTok for literally like four to five hours. It's actually ridiculous but um I just think that it's so funny and some of these creators are literally so creative like I try to be on TikTok and be like the quirky funny girl it's basically dub smash for those of you uh, kids that were born before 2000 you guys know what that is but like when dub smash was a thing that's basically all my TikTok is I don't really do anything creative on there but like some of these creators are so funny but anyway my weekly obsession for this week is specifically high school theater related content on TikTok. And even more specifically, there's this creator and her username is Thoroughly Modern Molly. And first of all, I think her TikToks are so funny. It's a bunch of theater related TikToks, but she just put out this one TikTok that has become like a trend to like duet and like act as a part of the group. But she is like emulating the intimidating senior calls an emergency meeting. And she's like, so dead on and on point with how the situation goes down. I can't really relate to the theater in high school aspect of it because I wasn't in my high school theaters program. If you want more tea on that, you can go listen to my Thanksgiving episode. It's a funny TikTok and people have been duetting it as like other members of the cast and will have been acting as the freshman. Someone was like acting as like the senior who's in the ensemble and how it's just so funny. That's my TikTok obsession of the week. And now moving on to things that are more on a broader scale of 
theater and everything. They are making a film adaptation of The Color Purple. I am so excited. It's going to be released in 2023. This is one of my favorite musicals. I actually have a pretty funny like story about the first time I saw The Color Purple, but maybe I'll save that for like another podcast because I don't want to get really into it right now. But it's one of my favorite musicals. I got to see the revival with Cynthia Revo, and I saw it with Jennifer Holliday and Daniel Brooks. And oh my gosh, just like, oh so moving and I mean Cynthia's performance all of their performances in that show is just so so good and I'm so excited that they're making a film adaptation of it and I cannot wait to see it so that is another one of my weekly obsessions and my last and final weekly obsession for this week is Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist season two it aired January 5th, so it's out on Hulu right now if you have Hulu, and it airs on NBC, so it might be on Peacock, I'm not sure, but we have to talk about this for just a second, talk about the happy things that happen in it. It is so good. It's a show that you sit down and you think is going to be like this happy, like glee type of musical where like things are happy and people are singing and dancing and it's a musical television show, but at its roots, like it's really sad. It's just got some like really powerful moments. And so go check out season one um, if you haven't seen it. But season two, it starts off a few weeks after the last event of, of season one has happened and we see where Zoe really is. I got a shout out to my MVP, Skylar Aston, killing the game. Oh my God, he, sing, he sings this song with one of Zoe's co-workers in this episode and oh, he kills it. Oh, it's so good. He is so good. I mean, everyone's good. Alex Newell's in it. So many good people are in it. Jane Levy is Zoe, and she's phenomenal. But we do have to talk about something sad because here's the thing. When I first started watching Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist, I did not know who was in the cast besides I knew that Jane Levy was Zoe, obviously, and I knew that Alex Newell and Skylar Aston were in it. I did not know any of the other cast. And I watched this right after I watched Gilmore Girls for the first time. And when I'm telling you, when I saw Lauren Graham on my computer screen in like present day Lauren Graham, because I mean, Gilmore Girls was, it like stopped filming in 2007, I think. So like to see her like 13 years later was mind blowing. And then all of a sudden she was singing and I was like, she sings. And then I found out like, I just really where I found out like she was on Broadway, she was in blah, 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 anything. Anyway, I digress. So I didn't watch the show for Lauren. Like I, I didn't even know she was in it until I started watching it. Her character like made the show for me. Like she's so, such a crucial part of the show and she's not going to be in season two. And I'm so upset about it. I literally, when I found that out, I literally cried. I know that that is so ridiculous, but I just think that like her character just brought something to the show that like just made it like even so much better than it already was. And I like looked into it because I was like, why is she not coming back? And apparently because she is in this other show, which is like an adaptation of the Mighty Ducks movie with Disney Plus. I don't know, but she's in that show. And apparently because of the pandemic, their shooting got pushed back to the same time Zoe started shooting, 
so the, the schedule is just completely conflicted. And because of quarantine rules and everything, she wasn't able to do both. That's why. And that's just, let me tell you another thing that Miss Corona has taken from us. <laughs> it's just uh, a Lauren Graham performance. It's just devastating. That's all I have to say. But I am very excited to see what happens in season two regardless. So check it out. It's a really, really good show and it's not like Glee at all. I mean, besides the fact that people are singing and dancing, that is the only similarity. Even if you're not a fan of Glee, like go check it out. All right, guys, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this podcast. This podcast is going to be a little bit different because I'm not reviewing a big grand scheme musical. I'm actually going to talk about innovative and creative platforms that have started hosting musical theater as a result of this pandemic. I think that this is a really cool thing that has happened in the theater community and that has become available because live theater is no longer accessible. People have started creating new platforms for musical theater to happen, one of those being Zoom. To talk about that, I want to kind of talk about Here we go. Are you ready for it? It's happening. I'm talking about it. This is my review. I want to talk about Ratatouille the Musical just for like a little bit because this isn't really what I'm actually talking about, but like I'll I'll just give my, my small review real quick. First of all, for these Broadway professionals to come together and put on a musical in like what, a week? was absolutely amazing. Just to see them coming together and collaborating and creating something for the audience for such a good cause, like the Actors Fund, was absolutely amazing to see. I believe they raised over a million dollars for the Actors Fund with this one Zoom musical. Guys, that is like amazingly phenomenal fantastic, fantabulous. I don't even know. I don't have words to describe it. That is just so amazing. It just shows you like what this community is all about. I mean, the creativity, first of all, is it is just amazing. I said this in my last podcast. I waved the white flag on Ratatouille the musical now that it had actually like gotten on its feet and that it was for a good cause. I was like, I will let it slide. It was cute. Performance. They like had like ensemble members for, that were like actual TikTokers. So like they involved the TikTok community, everything, every song I believed was created by a TikTok creator, which was really cool. You could definitely tell that the material was fresh because I just like every once in a while would like, you could like see that people were reading their scripts, but like, it's whatever. I forgive them. They got it like what, at probably 24 hours before they had to film it. Standout performances. One, Ashley Park as Colette. Amazing. Like I have no words. Like she had an accent. She was a fast talking, strong, independent woman who didn't need a rat to cook for her. You know, she was, she was great. Another standout performance was Wayne Brady's commitment to the costume. I really appreciate the ears and the whiskers. So that was great. Mary Testa in I Knew I Smelled a Rat. That was my favorite song in the whole show. Her performance of that character was spot on. And then of course, Titus is Remy. Amazing. I wish, you know, Titus, I think you could have been like a little bit more committed. I would have loved to seen some like rat ears or anything, but like, whatever, you were great. But like overall, the show was really cute and it was, it was cool to see like the collaboration and to see these types of things come together. And just like the promise that like, and the hope that musical theater can still live when we don't have live 
audiences to perform to and when we can't be in shared spaces together. It's just really inspiring to see that type of collaboration. And I've seen so many Zoom musicals and like, honestly, some of them are really, really good. My friend Juliana was in a production of Rocky Horror. That was amazing. Our school's uh, projects, their their final projects, the sophomores had to do it over Zoom. It was their composer project, and they basically put on like mini musicals on Zoom. And it's just like so cool to see that even in times of turmoil that we can still create art. And so now I'm going to get into what I actually am talking about in this podcast, which is a podcast musical. Guys, let's just like take a moment and let that sink in about what I'm really saying right now. A musical done on a podcast. Who would have thunk it? Not me. My brother like came in and was like, hey, have you heard of this? And I was like, what? He was like, yeah, it's a musical on a, in podcast form. You should review it. And I was like, um, yes, I should, because I need to know what that's all about. And I was like, so what is it? What is it going to be? And it was like, I mean, I guess I want to say that it's like a mashup of like an audiobook and a cast album. And then you like just mash them up. And that's the experience that I had. And yeah, so that was the experience that I had with it. Um, and I guess I should probably tell you what it is now. Guys, before I say anything, I just want to say that like, I am just someone who has a BFA and who has an opinion. I am by no means a theater critic, and I don't ever want that job, (laughs) to be honest. The one thing I love about art in any form is that it's subjective. Well, okay, I have a love and hate relationship with that, but like the hate relationship is more on the like me auditioning process. But I just love that everyone is subjected to their own opinion about art and that it's, it's a different experience for everyone who experiences it because everyone has different tastes and everyone, someone could love something and someone else could like not prefer it so much, but that doesn't mean that the content isn't incredible. And I'm not saying this because I'm about to bash on this musical. I actually thought it was very cool. I just want to say this for like future references or past references or anything. Like when I review a musical, Take what I say with a grain of salt and form your own opinions about it. For example, Les Mis is not my favorite musical, but that doesn't mean that it's not a million other people's favorite musical and that it's one of the most beautiful creations of theater out there right now. It's just like not one of my favorite musicals, but that's okay. I'm allowed to have that opinion and everyone else is allowed to have their opinion as well. But I just want to put that out there before I start reviewing stuff and um, just like, you know what, form your own opinions. And, and I love having conversations about this. this is the one thing I don't like about this podcast format, especially when I'm by myself is that like, I don't get to have a rapport with anyone. Like I don't get to bounce my opinions off of anyone and get their feedback and hear their opinions, because that's one of the, the, the best things about talking about things like this is that with other people is that you get other people's opinions. And right now it's just me. So I don't really have anything to bounce off of, but uh, I just wanted to to put that out there. (laughs) Let's get into the actual review of the podcast musical. It is called In Strange Woods, and it was created by a typical artist. And it's a kind of like a true crime podcast with some like musical numbers in it, I would say. Guys, I gotta be completely honest. When I listen to a podcast, I don't really listen to like true crime types of podcasts where there's like narration. There's like the what this is the one thing. I am such like a visual person. Like I have to be able to see what 
I'm experiencing. So like when I read a book, I have to read the book. I can't sit in a car and listen to the audiobook because my mind will just wander off in a million different places that I won't like actually catch or like soak in like what the nice people who are reading the audiobooks are telling me. I kind of feel like that when I'm listening to podcasts that are like that. So, but like for this, I just had to like really, really pay attention to like catch the plot. When I listen to podcasts, I like to listen to, you know, two guys talking back and forth about Gilmore Girls. You know, that's just my type of podcast. So just like if you decide to listen to this musical podcast, which I think everyone should because it's actually um, pretty good um, and so interesting, but just like keep that in mind. Like it's going to be like a narration audio book mashed with a cast album type of thing. Guys, I'm going to stick with my normal format on this. So I'm going to read you the, not the Wikipedia synopsis, but the podcastopedia synopsis of this musical. I just totally made that up. So stick with me, kids. After a tragedy in the Whitetail National Forest, 18-year-old Peregrine Wells seeks out survivalist skills from an enigmatic old recluse. In this fictional documentary musical with an original folk pop score, listeners will follow producer Brett Ryback as he explores themes of grief, adolescence, and our precarious relationship to the wilderness, all set against a sleepy northern Minnesota town reeling from a loss of an innocence it will never get back. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, guys. So that is the synopsis of the podcast musical. I only listened to the first episode, so that's what I'll be reviewing today. Yeah, I'm honestly really excited to listen to the rest of them. So another reason I don't really listen to true crime podcasts is because most of them um, frighten me to death. If you have listened to some of my previous podcasts, you know that I scare quite easily. So um, why would I listen to um, a podcast about a girl walking down the street and being murdered that day? I don't need it. I don't need to know that information in my life. You know what I'm saying? But I'm actually really interested to continue listening to this. And I'll just do it during, you know, the daytime when there's light outside (laughs) into the review of the actual show. I thought it was so interesting. First of all, I don't know the names of any of the songs because they weren't really mentioned in the show. So I've created names for them by based off what I think they're going to be. So we're going to start with song one, which we're going to call the prologue. And this was really interesting because I wasn't sure like how I was going to like this because of this first song. It starts with like a narration So we're getting like a very like into the woods type of feel like once upon a time. No, it doesn't start like that. It starts like your typical, I guess, like true crime podcast would start with like narration of, you know, setting the scene and like what's happening and like who's going to be the victim and everything. And it sets that up and it starts with the narrator's name is Brett. And so he's narrating. And then as soon as another character has any type of dialogue, they're singing it. So like right now at the beginning of this um, podcast musical, I get like a very Les Mis type of feel where the characters are speaking dialogue through song. That's just the way that the the songs are written, I guess. They feel very chatty and very, I'm going to give you information through song, not necessarily like make you feel emotion. We get into that a little bit later into the podcast, but like the first, like, I think there's four songs. So like the first two songs, I feel like It's more like, let me give you information, and it's very talky type of singing. 
But yeah, I thought that was super interesting. I was like a little bit like worried about like how this was going to go and if it was just going to be like, I I like didn't understand what it was going to turn into. I thought it was maybe going to be like people are just like singing their dialogue. And then anytime it like bounced back to Brett, like he would be talking, but like the characters would sing. And so I was like a little bit worried, but I will say that like it really like steps up towards like the middle and to the end of the of the episode I wrote hmm this is weird (laughs) it is weird but it's also kind of cool but it's definitely like something what you have to like pay attention to so if you're if you like like listening to audiobooks and stuff I would say like this is something for you like it's something like you listen to and you create it imaginatively I'm definitely like a person who likes to see everything in front of me or like to like see words on a page and then create an image of it in my head whereas like if I have to listen to it then I'm like okay, I have to like listen and I have to hear what they're saying and then I have to create it. But if you're into like audiobooks and stuff, this is definitely, definitely check this out. So this is the story of this kid who goes into the woods. Whoa, well, I just caught that reference. Wow. He goes into the woods and he goes missing and ultimately he is found. I mean, not to spoil it, but like it's at the very beginning of the podcast. So I don't feel like it's that much of a spoiler, but his body is retrieved and he has died. And so it's kind of the story of his sister taking that and saying, oh, I have to become the survivalist because I, I now have this mission of doing what he did and surviving and coming out of it alive. And so it's kind of that story. And then in the next song, we see kind of her relationship with her brother. It's a little bit odd, the storyline. But again, it's only the first episode. And there are four episodes, I think. But I don't know if there's more. Or like, I'm, I'm not completely entirely sure on the whole, like, what the overall arc of this is. If it's only meant to be like a four episode thing or if there are more episodes to come. I'm not sure. It's just like a little bit... I found it to be like a little bit odd. Some of the plot got mixed up, but regardless, it, I'm telling you, it, it really picks up towards the end. Um, we hear the song she sings. That's it's called. I've I've named it "Come and Find Me," and it's it's basically like her relationship with her brother. She kind of explains like why maybe he went into the woods in the first place because of his relationship with his dad, and his dad wasn't always wasn't there and walked out on them. If I'm remembering that correctly. And yeah, we just kind of get to see her perspective of it. And then there's like a little bit more storytelling and we meet this guy who found the body. Oh my gosh, I didn't know who it was, but I had like an epiphany like halfway through because I was like, this voice is so low that only like one person I know in this community has a voice like that. And it's Patrick Page who plays Hades in uh, Hades Town. And then I looked it up and it like was him. And I was like, oh, okay, well then that makes sense. But like his, oh my God, his character's so creepy. And I like, can't wait to find out like what becomes of that character in future episodes. Because like right now I'm like sitting here like, is he the killer? I don't know. I guess we'll find out. His character is the one who finds the body. We meet him. Then we see the sister actually develops a relationship with him because she goes to him and like ask him like about 
him finding her brother. And then we get into like this really juicy song. And it's actually, um, I've titled it the Come and Find Me reprise because it's, it's basically the same song, but it's much more like emotion driven. It was like the Come and Find Me. The first song is very, um, again, it's very like, let me give you, feed you information through song. But like this one is like an actual song where like she's feeling emotion. It really reminds me of kind of like a Rob Rokiki song. Uh, he wrote The Lightning Thief. He also taught at my school. He wrote another show that I I don't really know if I'm allowed to say the name of or not. I don't it's like in development. But um and he's like written he's he's done so many other things. One of my one of my favorite songs by him is called The Waiting. I, I love that song so much. But like this song reminded me very much of like a song that like he would write. It's just like very powerful and like it, it this song is like definitely emotionally driven, whereas like the other songs were like, let me feed your information. Anyway, so she sings that and then we get a little bit more plot line and we see her going and talking to the guy and the narrator like talks to the mom character and he's like yo are you okay with this and she's like yeah she's like a, a teenager she's fine she knows what she's doing and i'm like this is interesting but anyway she develops this like survivalist camp with him and he sings this really really creepy song called the mark of a man who cannot be saved and in that low patrick page voice guys are you kidding me like it's the creepiest it reminded me so much of scar in the lion king that i was like there's no way that this guy is not evil we don't see that like come to fruition in this first episode and i don't know if that's like the the journey of this podcast musical but like i just like have a feeling that he's got to be in some way involved in the murder i just don't know i guess we'll find out but that is something that i mean that that's one thing that this musical does really well is it it isn't it's like formatted in episodes and so it has like a really really good cliffhanger by the end of it and basically what that is is that uh the sister her name is i don't think i've even said her name her name is peregrine i think peregrine such an interesting name but she starts this like survivalist camp with a couple of her friends and him because he lives in the woods and like can is a survivalist and she emulates this uh final test in this final battle where they have to go into the woods and survive and come out of it alive and like that's kind of where the episode ends is like them is like her being like oh we'll be fine and then they go into the woods and like the episode ends so like i can't wait to like listen further on into it i feel like that review was like so like short but i mean it was only a 37 minute episode that's the overview of the episode like i said like really interesting and i love making musical theater accessible on different platforms, especially in times of pandemics. I just think that, I mean, I feel like this is something that like, I want to see more of, like, I want to see creators because like, first of all, people who create things like this and stuff like this doesn't always get produced, you know, like people can write a musical, but so like, I don't know, make a podcast and like produce it on your podcast. I just love seeing these different platforms taking musical theater by storm and creating a place where it is accessible for people to experience theater without having to actually sit in a crowded theater and watch it live which is like what the goal is to get back to of course and obviously but like right now that's just not accessible and I just I don't know I just like find it so interesting that 
artists right now are being so creative are they're innovators you know like none of us ever thought that we would ever in a million years watch a musical on zoom even listen to a musical on a podcast you know like I I never thought that I would be sitting here like creating this podcast right now where I'm talking about this stuff it's just like I am obsessed with the creativity that has come from this pandemic and it just makes me really really happy to see that even in Broadway's darkest time art is still alive and creativity is more uh, vibrant than ever. This podcast musical is called In Strange Woods. It is created by the atypical artist and I really, really think you should go check it out. I do have a rating and a dream cast because I'm, you know, extra. But I'll start with my rating. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate it out of 5 for now because it's very small scale. I'm going to give it like 4.5 out of 5. Like, why not? Like, I just just think that it's so cool and that like why not like listen to it you know what I'm saying like it's just like supporting creators right now is so important so go just like go listen to it like it's so interesting and honestly weird and fun and spooky fun I don't know why a true crime musical podcast is fun but um you know that's I just like you know it's like butterflies and rainbows and unicorns and everything is just floating around all the time gosh and uh, yeah so go check it out my dream cast is as Peregrine I would love to see Ava Noblezada play it sure why not as Brett who is the narrator I thought of who is the who has the sexiest narrator voice that I can think of and of course I thought of Morgan Freeman because duh and for Peter Halland which is the character that finds the body and has the creepy low voice that Patrick Page plays I was sitting here and I was like who in God's green earth would play this role better than Patrick Page right now is playing it and literally only because when I first like listened to the song I was like this sounds like Scar from The Lion King not Patrick Page's voice but like the tonal of the character so I said Jeremy Irons because he's the original Scar uh, voice of Scar in the animated Lion King so why not guys that's my review of the podcast musical that's my review of I guess like platforms creating different musicals in general i think it's so cool i think it's so creative and um i just want to see more and more and more content like this even when live theater is back continue to give me podcast musicals because why not it's accessible that's the other thing like it's accessible to people who aren't in new york or who don't have the financial ability to see musicals whether they be on Broadway or whether they be on tour because tour prices are pretty high too I think that's one of the reasons that like Hamilton really really blew up is that I mean first of all the musical is the album that makes it accessible to literally anyone who owns a Spotify who bought the CDs it just makes it accessible and I think that that's one of the reasons why it was so so popular And yeah, just accessibility for musical theater, any type, just put it out there, give it to me, it's all I want. And so, okay, I'm done talking about that now, we're going to get into the game portion of the podcast. I'm very excited because we are playing round two of Guess the Theme Song today, so I can't wait. I'm going to pull up the link that I have. Last time, I guess I did too many, and Mickey got on to me because he said he had to edit some out, and so whatever. I'll do like five or eight. Five or eight? (laughs) 
Oh my gosh. I'll do like five to eight. So again, this is, I'm going to play about two to five seconds of a theme song, depending on how much I need and depending how much I can get away with without getting copyrighted. Cause you know, I just don't have the funds to like cover that. This is just a YouTube link that I found a random YouTube link. Okay, here we go. Number one. Oh, that's great. That's Grey's Anatomy. Come on. Nobody knows where they might end up. And that's where I stop because I'm not trying to get the copy right. All right, number two. Here we go. The animals, the animals, trap, trap, trap till the cage is full. Orange is the new black. Bum, 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 bum. Anyway, that's Orange is the New Black. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I binge watched too many shows, guys. Let me tell you what. All right, number three. Got a secret, can keep it? Swear this one you'll save. This is Pretty Little Liars. I want to say something about this theme song. I was in a dance competition team, and two of the girls did a duet to this and scared the crap out of me. I think I was in like fifth grade and it scared me so much. But that's the theme song to Pretty Little Liars, and now one of my favorite songs. All right, number four. I kind of am hoping that I get one that I don't know because I feel like that's more fun, you know? Okay. Um, I'm getting like, you know, I feel like this is like a, a crime show vibes from it. So I'm going to say like maybe this is true crime. Why not? Let's see. Okay. I've never heard of this before, but it's called Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Is Ross Lynch in it? Like, because Ross Lynch is a person, right? Am I dumb? I don't know. But I didn't know that. It was not true crime. Wait, what did I say? Did I say it was true crime? Is that what I said? Is that even a show? That's definitely not a show. That's a genre. Anyway. All right. Number five. Oh. Oh, I know that. What is that? That's not The Walking Dead. It kind of sounds like it, but it's not. Okay, maybe I'll say, like, what's another zombie show? I'll say, like, I Zombie. Why not? Teen Wolf! <laughs> okay, well, zombies, wolves, is there really, like, that much of a difference? You know, you know what I'm saying? All right, number six. what this could be you know it's um it's gotta be you know like um i have no idea maybe it's like uh, the vampire diaries why not let's see shadow hunters never heard of that either so i am doing great all right i don't even know number six i think we're on number seven Gossip Girl, XOXO. So I would know this. I just binged the entire six seasons in like two weeks. So that's Gossip Girl. And who am I? I feel like I saw a TikTok one time where people were like, it took me so long to figure out that Kristen Bell was the voice of Gossip Girl. Girl, I knew that from the first episode. It sounds just like her. It's not like Kristen Bell is like masking her voice. Like that is Kristen Bell's voice. Come on, people. Get with it. Get with it. All right, I'll do one more. One more. Kind of like want Gilmore Girls to be the next one, but you know, sometimes you just don't get your wishes. Let's see. All right, number eight. 
Okay, um, this sounds like a medical show. Bum, 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 bum. I don't know why, because maybe it just kind of sounds like Grey's Anatomy a little bit. It's a medical show. Scrubs? Let's say it's Scrubs. Why not? 13 Reasons Why? Oh, I was very wrong. I was very, very, very wrong. Okay, I watched the first season of 13 Reasons Why, and I watched the second season too. I guess I just haven't seen it in such a long time. Anyway, that's where I'm going to end the game. <laughs> was it as fun for you as it was for me? I know I had fun. <laughs> it's so weird playing games by yourself. It like really just is. I just, I don't know, but it's fun. Like I love playing games and I find it as an entertaining part of the podcast. And I hope you do too. Anyway, so... Lastly, and to end this very weird, random podcast episode, we're going to end it with, of course, my advice column. My advice to you this week is if you're wanting to go into this business and you know that from an early age, I really, really just recommend watching as much content as you can and finding the actors and actresses that you really idolize and that you look up to. Finding role models in this industry, I find really important because it kind of like stabilizes you. I don't even know if that made any type of sense. Let me give you an example. So I love watching a television show, falling in love with... I, And when I watch a television show, like I literally... This is horrible. This is such a nerdy actor thing that I do, but I watch it and I pick my favorite character based on who I think is doing the best job acting and who like just entices me with their acting. And then if I find a character that like I really just like cannot take my eyes off of, I will like look up some other stuff that they do and I'll watch that as well. I just love studying good acting and when I find an actress who I think is like really really nailing it I just love watching their content but I also love like going to like their Instagram page and seeing like who they are as a person because in this environment and in this field there are a lot of actors who take what they have for granted and who aren't the best role models and public figures in the public eye. And I just think that if you're going to go into this business, like you have to stay grounded and you have to stay humble because people are looking up to you. I think that that obviously like it's not easy to be a public figure and it drives like a lot of people to do some like crazy things. But like, I love finding actors and actresses that I really like and then finding out that they're really, really good people in real life too. And so just like having role models like that to look up to and aspire to be, especially at a young age, was just like so inspiring to me. And I honestly think it really, really developed the type of person that I grew up into being in this world. Like I want to enter this field with kindness and with like a hundred percent work ethic. Like there's no need to be catty in this in this field, you know, like just be encouraging and be kind to everyone and work hard. And that is like, ultimately that was a mindset instilled in me because of the people I chose to look up to as role models in this industry. And then also just like, I just love dynamic acting. And I think that like, 
I will like literally like watch a, watch a TV show and just like study the acting. This is like a weird nerd thing that I know about Kristen Bell for no particular reason, but she like will watch something and if somebody has an accent, she has to pause it and then she has to like repeat it in the accent. And sometimes I find myself, this is so, I'm really exposing myself as a nerd right now. Sometimes I find myself like doing that and like saying the line but like saying it in my own way and like comparing it to like what of that it's it's ridiculous I don't know I just really love finding actors that I love watching and I, I will give you my my list of people that I grew up idolizing and blah 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 so in the theater world obviously like you guys already know Sutton Foster a dynamic beautifully driven actress who literally nails every acting beat she has and also a phenomenal kind human being as well and then she she's like the big one in the realm of like musical theater for me but then as far as like television I really love Sarah Wayne Callies who I found by watching The Walking Dead and then came to watch Prison Break because of her and Prison Break is now one of my favorite television series out of like all the television series I watch um, and she was also in a show called Colony which I really really loved another one is Lana Perea I was obsessed with her in Once Upon a Time I just thought that she played the role of Regina and the Evil Queen so well like and at that time I was playing like I was getting cast with a lot of evil characters so I was like I would just like idolize like the way that she was able to bring humanity to like the evil queen and to make me like feel for her the actor's job to make you do that but like when you're sitting there watching it you're like I don't want to feel bad for the bad guy but like I kind of do you know what I'm saying um, but anyway she was able to do that obviously Lauren Graham you don't need to hear me talk about her anymore she's phenomenal I think she is probably one of the best actresses I have ever seen on tv again my personal opinion you can agree to disagree or you can agree to agree I think that she is one of the best actresses slash comedians on television right now and that's just my opinion and then of course I've talked about her before but Jessica Capshaw when I saw her like literally for no reason like she just came on to Grey's Anatomy and I had an entire like new love for Grey's Anatomy she was so so good and like again all of these women are like great people in real life as well and that's just something that like I idolize so anyway back to the actual advice this has been a very long advice column but just find role models and find people that you look up to because it really really does affect at least for me it did like it affects the type of person that you grow up to be in this industry and of course like I'm obviously like very green and novice and new to the industry I haven't even really dipped my toes in yet because I just graduated and I'm not trying to sit here and be like I'm like <laughs> I'm so kind and I'm so you know whatever but like it really like I really do like think about like those situations and like I, I just think that like you you need to have like a strong foundation of role models and it'll really influence your being and your personality in this industry anyway that's enough of that um, thank you guys so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this podcast it was kind of a weird one and I was kind of all over the place so I'm sorry about that I felt like we got to explore some new things that I haven't really talked about ever on this podcast before and so thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. Again, if you could please, please, please leave me a rating and a review. That really, really helps me out. I'd love to hear from you. And if you want to find me personally, you can follow me on Instagram at 
underscore Kelsey McFall underscore. That's underscore K-E-L-S-E-Y-M-C-F-A-L-L underscore. And then I'm also on TikTok at KelseyMC137 if you want to find me doing some just weird, random, funny content. (laughs) Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you guys next week. Goodbye.